The reading this morning is from Colossians chapter, 20, chapter 1, verse 24, to chapter 2, verse 5. Verse 24 of chapter 1. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments, for though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Hilda. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word that it's living and active. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us now. Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Amen. What do you consider to be the greatest mystery of all? Maybe it's who really shot JFK. Or where is the Holy Grail? Or maybe what did actually happen to Lord Lucan? Many people are fascinated by mysteries. And a quick internet search brings back a huge list of mysteries ranging from unsolved murders to speculation over the location of the tomb of Cleopatra. While Paul seemed fascinated by the things going on in the world around him, he was concerned with a much greater mystery. We read in verse 27, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ lives in you, and Christ lives in you in me. We have the hope of glory in us. Paul tells us that this is the mystery which occupies his thoughts and should occupy our thoughts too. And it seems that the Colossians either didn't know this or they'd forgotten it. This morning, as Amanda said, we're continuing our series on Thanksgiving looking at what we can be thankful for and how we can live our lives 
from a position of giving thanks. Once we understand this simple yet profound statement that the hope of glory is in us, we have a reason to be thankful that should alter how we live. If I were to take my wedding ring off, I, I can't actually, I've put on a little bit of weight since we got married, I would be able to see the hallmarks inside the wedding ring. I might need to twist it, I might need to hold it up to the light and look carefully inside it. But there are four hallmarks inside it. And a hallmark is a sign of authenticity. We can see four hallmarks in our passage today. And they all point to thanks living. But to see them, we need to look in some different directions. We need to look up. We need to look back. We need to look out. And we need to look forward. My pages are stuck together, sorry. So to see the first hallmark of thanks living we need to look up. Originally, the letter to Colossians would have been read aloud in one go. Imagine sitting in the first century, listening to someone read Paul's letter for the first time. We would have just heard Paul's glorious description of who Jesus is, which James explained last week. And as we consider what it means to have Christ in us, the hope of glory we need to have Paul's words ringing in our ears. Let me remind us of some of the things that Paul said earlier in his letter. He says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. By all things, by him all things were created. He is before all things, and God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in him. This same Jesus, the firstborn of all creation, lives in us. Let's pause and consider that. The King of glory lives in us as the hope of glory. No wonder Paul tells us this is a great mystery. When we realise that we have the hope of glory in us, we need to look up. The first hallmark of thanks living is that we respond in worship. Notice that Paul says Christ lives in us, not among us. Having set out this wonderful picture of who Jesus is, surely it would have been an anticlimax if the secret of the mystery was simply that Jesus lives among us. Paul wants us to hold last week's reading and this week's reading in beautiful tension. This Christ through whom we have access to the Father is living in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Writing to the church in Ephesus, Paul says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And what better way to receive every spiritual blessing in Christ than to have him living in us the hope of glory. When we begin to grasp the greatness of Christ and we begin to grasp the truth of him living in us, we need to look up. And as the writer to the letter of Hebrews says, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith. To see the second hallmark, we need to look back. In verse 26, Paul says, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations is now disclosed to the saints. There was once a secret, but it's now out in the open. There was a time when the mystery of God was hidden, but we no longer live in that time. As we look back through the mists of time, we see God revealing himself through the prophets in the Old Testament. And we see God living among his people in firstly a tent and then a temple. But we read at the beginning of John's Gospel, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. The mystery was revealed in a time which could be pinpointed in history. It was revealed through the life, ministry, death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Paul tells us to make the glorious riches of this mystery known amongst the Gentiles. So Christ in us, the hope of glory, is no longer shrouded in mystery, but it's a promise for people like you and me. And now that mystery's been revealed, there's no need for God to live in a tabernacle or a temple or even a dirty feeding trough in a borrowed stable. The mystery has been revealed and so Christ lives in us, the hope of glory. It's a great joy to worship occasionally at Winchester Cathedral. And one of the things that often strikes me is the deep sense of the presence of God in a place where he's been worshipped for over a thousand years. I like to just sit quietly in the cathedral, imagining the people who have worshipped in that place before me. And there's often a sense that we literally stand on the shoulders of giants. As we look back, we connect with that great cloud of witnesses that has gone before us. We then see the second hallmark of thanks living. We're part of God's salvation story, which has been passed from generation to generation. When we look at history, we realise we're part of his story. To see the third hallmark of authentic thanks living, we need to look out beyond our own experience. It seems unlikely that Paul had visited Colossae and Laodicea, but that did not curb his passion for the people of God. Some of us have had the privilege to travel overseas to meet with some of the people of God in the far-flung places of the world. Some of us are less well-traveled. The fact that we've not met the people in churches around the world should not curb our passion for them. When we pray for the church in Uganda or elsewhere, we could use Paul's words as we pray for them. We could pray that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God in whom are hidden the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What a wonderful way to bless 
our global brothers and sisters. When we look out, we see the third hallmark of authentic thanks living. We are part of the worldwide family of God. We can be blessed by their prayers and they can be blessed by our prayers. To see the final hallmark of authentic thanks living, we need to look forward. Christ in us, the hope of glory, is an indication of how we can experience the closeness of God now, but it's also hope for the future. Paul talks about the hope of glory living in us, not glory living in us. Like many people, as a family, we've experienced bereavement during the pandemic. We lost my nan at the ripe age of 104. And towards the end of her life, she was physically frail. But spiritually, she was strong. She was a dear lady who knew what it meant to have Christ in her. The hope of glory. She had a sure and certain hope of the resurrection. And that was evident to anyone who met her. Paul wrote to the Colossians from prison. We don't know exactly what was going through his mind. We see insights in his letters. But he knew what it was to hold firm to that promise of a future. And he knew what it was to hold on to the promise of the hope of glory living in him. Grasping the reality of having Christ in us, the hope of glory, is an act of faith, not an act of feeling. As one of the modern hymn writers reminds us, when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. As I look at the hallmarks in my wedding ring, I can't always see all four of them clearly. Sometimes one looks more obvious than the others. As we consider the four hallmarks of authentic thanks living, at the start of this week, I wonder which one we're going to be praying for in our own lives to ask God to bring into closer perspective so that we can see the detail. Let me pray. Father, thank you that you have given us hallmarks of thanks living. And Lord, we know that they will be different in how they outwork in our lives for all of us. But Lord, as we move into this week, help us to have hearts of worship. Help us to see where we're connected to your story of salvation through history. Help us to be connected in prayer for our brothers and sisters around the world. And help us to hold firm to that promise of future hope 
Lord, help us to know this week your closeness and your presence with us. Help us to know Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen.